If it turns out to be you, I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm going to kill you. That'll be it, dude. You'll get exactly what you wanted. I will kill you. Dude, uh-uh. so badly, I wish I sent the first sandwich. I, I, I didn't mean it. I, I, I didn't mean it. Talk of race cars, nigga. This ain't no joke. Fresh out the kitchen, so don't touch it yet. This week on the Movie Blues podcast, the aptly titled Fast Six. They really dug deep for titles this time. Mm-hmm. They really went for the gold creativity of Lee, <laughs> and they came up with some good stuff. Ten out of ten. We done. That's it. Just my review. That's fine. You don't have to give one. You you are sleeping, so <laughs> you're disqualified. I slept briefly. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Movie Blues Podcast. I am Ben Lyons. I am dead end. And um, today we're going to do something we've done a fucking bunch of times already. If that's interesting to you, stick around. If that's not, see ya. <laughs> we watched another one of these films. For the people. I don't know why or how the Fast and Furious franchise ultimately became, like, the one that we actually are going all the way through. I assure you it is not at my behest. (laughs) I feel like it's not at mine either, is it? Yes. (laughs) The fuck do you mean? Well, I've never seen these movies, so how can I be, like... It's not like I'm saying, like, we gotta watch them, they're super good. I'm like, this, we're watching them. You've seen them now. I've not. There's still several more. Yeah, they're the same. There's a gaggle more. Yeah, they're this. They're this. Um, it. Uh, you know what it reminds me of? I, I've decided is like... The, what franchise would you say Fast and Furious most reminds you of? There's nothing like this. Is there, though? No, there isn't. But the closest... <laughs> <laughs> How many closest, franchises have like 12 movies? The closest franchise for me to this is Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> what? Reason being like every movie is essentially the same plot every time. Every movie is kind of just like a semester with the same crew. It's just like here's another job with yeah, everybody. But some of those movies are good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying quality wise. I'm saying the way that the the films flow from one to another. Gotcha. We're talking about incremental changes, like like enough changes in each movie that would fill up two sentences. It's it's like it's like the Ocean's Eleven fucking series. Is it though? I mean, thematically it is. It's it's like a heist movie, sure, but just the way that I mean, look how many of these there are. There's an insane amount. It's unbelievable. And it's just the same thing every time. They've really downshifted into a well, now there's pattern. Kung, now there's Kung Fu. Yeah, that was brief, though. There was a fair amount of Kung Fu. Um, just in case you needed to 
really double down on what had happened in this series. The opening credits included a beat-for-beat beat breakdown of every Fast and Furious movie. Ten minutes of just clips. It was like it was like last week on Fast and the Furious. <laughs> this entire franchise can be summed up by the fact that the first fucking scene in this movie is The Rock just like portraying exceptional examples of police brutality and it's presented as like totally just like lit and yeeted. He's You're just, just supposed to be rooting his, for him. Yeah, he's just fucking questioning a dude. The dude's got due process. He's under arrest and yeah. he just fucking throws him into the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> like, like for real, they're like, um, they're like, oh, we gotta bring the expert in. And it's not like The Rock is like meeting up with this prisoner in a warehouse. You know what I mean? He He's in a heavily protected, huge government building in a different country. This yeah, is like in right. the UK. He takes this dude and, <laughs> and Dan is not kidding. His first move, imagine you're in a fight, right? <laughs> No, imagine your, your you were sitting move. there. You were sitting there, not in a fight. <laughs> and then the rock comes in and throws you into the ceiling. <laughs> Lifts him up by the foot, starts swinging him into walls, dude. Here's what I'll say about this one. For a while, I thought it was the best of all of them that I had ever seen. At least for the first, like, hour and a half. What? Due to many... Many things, mostly being like family. There was the most practical effects. There was the best, not cinematography, because these movies are basically commercials, but I could see what was going on. Right. Many of these movies that we've watched have been like watching them through like a foggy glass bottom. Like the, it just becomes murky. Now, that being said, after the hour and a half mark, there was a 40-minute chase with a plane <laughs> that was bathed in darkness. I could not tell what was happening at all. It was just like the mine scene all over They again. chase a plane for no less than 25 miles on a single run to it. My, my low point of the series so far has been, uh, I think it was in four or five, there's like a 20-minute mineshaft scene. Right. And I fell asleep during it and woke up, and they were still in the mineshaft. That, like, that's what happened to me during that one car, one car chase. But, like, ge geographically, neither the car chase at the end um, nor the car chase in the mineshaft would either of those environments be able to have a 30-plus minute chase in. <laughs> but, <laughs> but they make it possible. Um... Yeah, uh, what has changed between the last movie and this um, one? Um, well, Roman has a private jet. Roman is back to his old ways. You remember in the last one, they kind of neutered him. Yeah. And he wasn't very funny, yeah. and he wasn't particularly silly. And in this one, he was like literally the Jar Jar Binks. In this one, his introduction is he has a private jet that in giant letters says, It's Roman, bitches, <laughs> which now, um, living in... Uh, a time where the brand Roman has like a place in the cultural lexicon where his private jet is basically just like a giant advertisement for dick pills. Right. <laughs> Love that. Uh, in terms of character development, um, this time around we got to see Ludacris speak Spanish. Yeah, immediately. Which was a highly embarrassing experience. Um, he was pretty much just like, Mayama Ludacris. Yeah. It was. Oh, wait. Sorry, fucking Roman is presented as back to his own ways, but then we learn he's actually very frugal in all other ways. He doesn't want to spend money at the vending machine. 
and they're like, you cheap fuck. He's like, this yeah, is how well, you stand well, a millionaire. Oh, I didn't realize that that was like... What? <laughs> that was his arc. I have a one. note that just says, I love frugal Roman. Man's trying to get a deal. <laughs> <laughs> this dude has a private jet that says it's Roman bitches. As soon as they get to their mission headquarters, there's a vending machine, and he's upset that he might have to spend an extra dollar on one of the fucking things of candy. Luckily, The Rock just shoots the vending machine, so everyone's happy. <sighs> the gun use in this movie is so frivolous. Yeah. Um, I would say the use of violence in this movie was was really unacceptable at times. They're trying to take down entire cartels loaded with fucking automatic weaponry. Uh, the Rock's gun of choice is a revolver. And Paul Walker also at one point uses a revolver to shoot someone like from about a hundred yards away. A, a dude on a roof with a high-powered, like a gas-powered machine gun yeah. is shooting at like a whole parking lot full of people. And Paul Walker's first inclination is to like not even see cover, just start blasting with what I would assume is like a nine millimeter handgun, just like a standard issue, like pussy. No, it was literally a revolver, dude. That Paul Walker had? Yeah, yeah, and that's in that shot. Oh, well, either way, either way, he was, shooting, he was shooting at a dude who is like ostensibly a dot. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone shot a revolver, and the bullet it's not hit, that. the bullet hit like three inches from yeah, him. Yeah. It made the guy seek cover. Um, Vin Diesel. Um, this time around, he really seemed vacant to me. Like, like his soul had left his body. My second note literally says, "Wow, Dom's straight chilling in this one." <laughs> Dom in this one had like stretch marks all over his shoulders like a pregnant woman um, and um, he just was very uh, disconnected but um, his his general arc consisted of like um, he's with the girl that he was with at the end of the last movie uh, he learns that Letty is spoiler alert still alive well we learned that last time so instantly leaves his girlfriend yeah she she endorses it yeah she's like go do family He's like, I'll go do family. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, you you go do family now. That's okay. He's like, I'll go on plunge. She's like, <laughs> she's like, I saw the previous four movies. I know that family wins. <laughs> she's like, I've been to Olive Garden. I know how this works. <laughs> I'll go family now. Um. <laughs> Dude, the, uh, the first confrontation between Vin Diesel and The Rock in this movie the fucking sexual tension is palpable. <laughs> they are face to face. The camera is spinning around them. And they're just fucking enormous. Like, if I was on set, I'd be shaking. Imagine, dude, imagine being like the 2.7 GPA film student mm -hmm. that had dreams of being a filmmaker and he's like 47 and out of shape and he basically got a job as like a union boom mic operator and having to be that person right standing next to The Rock and Vin Diesel, just like the next evolution of humankind. Again, and I, I think I said this in a previous episode, seeing The Rock on camera. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where the man is, who he's next to. He's positively gargantuan to look at. Like, he's to me, molded out of stone. To it's, me, in my head, in my mind's eye, The Rock, I know The Rock is the wrestler. 
he was a professional wrestler a third the size that he currently is now. <laughs> Easily. Easily. Back then, he looked like just like a wily, kind of chubby Puerto Rican man. Now he is a goddamn giant. <laughs> I mean, like, without the guise of sports behind him, he's juice out of his yeah, fucking gourd. I mean, his neck is bigger than my fucking kneecaps. The man is a brontosaurus. He's <laughs> like, he is a truck. Yeah. And, Vin Diesel and there's something not... to be said for that. Yeah. It's a glory to see. But like then sometimes <laughs> he's acting and it's like questionable. He, he was on autopilot in this movie too. It was, this movie was a carbon copy of the last yeah, movie. Yeah, this movie was a giant paycheck for all involved in that, nothing more. What is there to be said about this movie that hasn't been said throughout the four prior podcasts that we recorded on this series? Is that what you've been waiting to say? To say <laughs> this whole time, Dan? No. Here's what I'll say about this I'm not this waiting one. for anything. <laughs> I, I'm dead inside. This movie... I just got Jupiter Ascending, dude. This movie, unlike the past, like, two at the very least, had moments of shock value in it. The last one was way better than this. Correct. But... I will remember some of the shock value moments from this one. Yeah, no, okay. Probably not. All right. probably there, not. there are some shock value moments. When I think of the last I, one, I, I think of the bank... Trailing behind the wires, the yeah, vault at the end. Yeah, that, that is the only memory I have of it. Yeah. What 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 memory do you have of this? No, that's one? the same one. But what a memory it is. What do you remember from it? <laughs> yeah, you just said. Well, that's it, yeah. right? So this one didn't have anything as good as that. So I probably won't remember anything. But it it entertained. However, me. this one had Vin Diesel doing a flying headbutt to a dude from across the room. Just imagine, like, like a dolphin breaching water. <laughs> yeah. Like, he, he like squared, it was so squared his shoulders up and harness, launched. It was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> the physics he, were bonkers. It's almost as if the inertia of his head launched his body forward so fast that it was like a, it was like a special attack. Yeah. It's like, honestly, like, it was, it was, it was something to be seen. It was something to be seen. The other moment that was so staggering um, in this movie was when... Help me out with this. So it was it was the Rock uh, fighting the bad guy, not Jason Statham, not Braga the whole time, not Braga, not Jason Statham. <laughs> and it was talk about a fucking disappointment. We go into this movie certain that Jason Statham was in this movie. They were talking well, yeah, about they say it. they say Hobbs yeah. a bunch of times yeah. or Shaw. Yeah. Sorry, we're ready for it. Then the and us it. having seen a Hobbs and Shaw trailer at least one time, yeah. we're like. Jason Statham. It's about to be Statham and time. And we eventually realize there's no Statham, but at least they tell they they toss us a bone and they're like, "We're bringing back Braga." Braga they did bring back Braga. Completely neutered in this one. I thought Braga had some good stage presence in this one. He was creepy. It was kind of like a Hannibal Lecter scene. Yeah, for the <clears throat> scene that he was in. Yeah, um, before getting made Brian's bitch. Brian, an international cop who can do whatever he wants at this point, decides that the only way to talk to Braga in prison is by getting himself arrested, beating up a cop, <laughs> being put into prison with Braga. Yeah, in in prison with Braga along with like 30 inmates, which is whom he arrested. It's funny because like in a Fast and Furious movie, you're not used to anything convoluted happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. 
But um, that was the that was the screenwriters really stretching their wings on that one a little bit. <laughs> but Brian had to go undercover boss. They were like they were you know they were in the writers room and they're like all right we got to get Brian into prison to see Braga. What can we do? And you know Vin Diesel was there as a producer being like what if he drove a car into the prison? And they're like well Vin every time we've had every time we've solved an issue in this series you forced the solution to be drive a car into it mm-hmm. we can't really do that again last time at least with the uh the vault we had chris ludicrous bridges become a high-tech super nerd to like get some uh some parcels into the vault with which we could run security and he's like no car <laughs> <laughs> and they were like all right take a take a lap we're gonna figure this one out we're gonna figure this one out on our own and boy, did they. Um, yeah, I think I already forgot everything that happened in this movie. This movie was poison. <laughs> Dan, Dan did a couple of nappies during this one. All of which I fell asleep during action scenes. Because <laughs> every car chase was 35 minutes long. Uh, so, uh, you were asking me, you fell asleep during a car chase. During a... During the obligatory street race two-thirds way into any of these newer faster Except interiors. now it's like a trope with them that part of it is that they're constantly jumping from roof to roof of each car like they're fucking Spider-Man. No, it no, is no. This, I'm talking about this, the street race. Okay. Like, there was no car jumping in this one? No. This was like in every one of these now. They shoehorn in, shoehorn in one street race. Oh, yeah, and there, were, always there were actually cops following this time because um, racing's illegal. I yes. appreciated that. So they were racing, and you fell asleep, and I was really vested in who was actually going to win this race. It was and between Dom and Letty, right? <laughs> that's Eventually, it goes down to just Dom and Letty. Yeah. And um, Letty, by this point, by the way, is not the Letty of your... Uh, uh, Letty is a freshly reformatted Letty. Uh-huh. There's no, uh... She got a sex change. The, <laughs> the emotional way... Now she can be in the military. The emotional dynamic is much different now because our super genius antagonist, one who has the likes of Braga shaking in his boots and being like, if you even come near this guy, he's gonna fucking end your life. He's going to end your fucking puppy's life. I'm sure half of your partners are already owned by him. This guy is an elite genius criminal who also employs the biggest female figure of the Fast and the Furious crew solely because she, quote unquote, has amnesia. (laughs) Alright, yeah, there's quite a lot to be discussed in terms of her having amnesia. Um, It's one of the dumbest plot contrivances you could have possibly brought into these movies. But if we're going to go in that direction, it is very funny to think that, you know, when people lose their memory in, like, amnesia situations, and I'm not talking like I'm some sort of doctor or anything, but I would assume that if the situation, Dan, is that you got into a car wreck that flipped over 90 times, and then a guy shot your car and it exploded and your lifeless body was flung into the woods, so badly damaging your head that you completely lost your memory of the people you love, you've lost the memory of the places you've lived and the experiences you've had, but you still are able to do illegal street racing at 140 miles an hour better than anyone in, you know, besides Dom. I mean, they they outranked like 20 different racers. And, uh, you know, the bottom line is I don't think it really works like that. 
I'm pretty sure she'd have to learn how to shit again, so... Yeah, I did not buy Letty's plot arc. She'd be in a fucking diaper right now, not working on on Hobbs's elite team. She sure as shit would not have gained employment by the person who was ultimately the boss of the person they were attacking in the previous movie. I'm actor Jason Statham, former... uh, world-winning diver. Uh, you may have thought I was going to be in this one, but I sent my brother other Jason Statham. <laughs> that guy was not other Jason Statham. Um, this guy was a pathetic attempt. I guess we'll have to wait for that one. Um, There was... Like, it already ruined our day to watch this movie. Why don't we just watch another one? It's a compelling argument. Like, the day is over. Like, all of our joy is gone. I mean... Retroactively, the Jesus movie got even better the from having watched this. The most joy that I got from this movie was counting the times that they said the word family. They did say family. Um, they said family eight times. In family! The <laughs> <laughs> eight times family was mentioned in this film. It's a lot of times. Um, only four of those times were Dom. However... Six of those times were in the first 30 minutes of the movie. Family is family. Oh, Hanum is family. <laughs> We're going straight to Lulo and Stitch territory, baby. I don't know what to, what else to say. I don't know what to do anymore, man. These, these movies are... If they're going to just do the same thing every time, well, like we can't just keep recording podcasts on the same fucking movie. There were cars. It's like people you, fought. <laughs> you expect something to change. And I don't mean no, like... No, because the people who enjoy this don't want anything to change because it would make their fucking brain short circuit. <laughs> they're there to see fucking cars and big beefy men fucking just like beat the shit out of each other in high stakes situations. It's overwhelmingly gay, this series. <laughs> like, this series, I don't know why there's not more of a gay community that's into these movies. You know what I mean? You'd think this like would be this. playing at midnight yeah. gay theaters in San it's Francisco. Like, like, there's a lot to be said between Fast and the Furious and, like, Death Becomes Her in that way. Sure. That you'd expect like, there to be a huge gay Fast following. and Furious is, like, for me, is, like, gay Harry Potter. <laughs> for Mexicans. <laughs> Dude, I don't. I just, it's so fucking uh-huh. lame. The fucking coronas and the goddamn fucking nitrous. Like, <laughs> it's, it's all so. How many, how many times can you complain about this thing? We're you know? 15 years. Look, I did. I'm telling. Listen, I'm telling you. This was one of the better ones. We're 13 years removed from them introducing nitrous as a crazy concept, so in this one, it became part of their guns. If you take away how irresponsible it is to have made the same movie again, <laughs> it is a good one. Like, it was not a lot of CGI. Yeah, Gal Gadot died. That was chill. Did she? Yeah. She disappeared into the blackness. She flew off a bridge. Nobody said, like, outwardly she's... Yeah, I mean, based she's on gonna everything we've seen in this movie... Everyone is invincible. She was flying off the bridge. She's like, I'm gonna go make Wonder Woman money. I want to talk about how much HP Vin Diesel has in these movies. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, Vin Diesel's HP is literally insane in these movies. In this one, he took a header, like, in between a, a, a gap between two highways, a thousand feet in the air, to catch Letty mid like explosion car wreck to transfer her across to another car he slams in a white tee (laughs) 
into a windshield and crunches it beneath him. Yeah, he dove and then, over and then just the median, rolls over, which was a fucking hundred foot drop. They couldn't even put a, sh- a fucking drop of blood on no, the man. No, not a bruise, not a sweat. A dark blood. It's like him right before yeah, him and we, his trailer. We've evolved to a world where, from a world where, in our first episode, we're like, wow. It's a really wacky directorial choice how Dom's in these really intense car races and being so nonchalant. To now we're like, wow, it's really weird how Dom was just inside of a plane that both crashed and exploded while he was not wearing a seatbelt and he casually drove out of it. His car flipped 40 times, that exploded, and then he walked out. Still with no fucking... Uh, And when you say he walked out, you mean out of fire. Yeah, he strutted out like fucking Terminator. Out of a plane wreck. Yeah. I I can't. Just like a a PA comes to Vin Diesel's trailer in the morning. Who likes these movies? A PA comes to Vin Diesel's trailer in the morning and is like, uh, Vin, like, um... The, the director wanted to know if, like, it's possible for today's shoot. It's okay if you don't want to, but, like, if he could put one drop of blood. He's like, I haven't seen The Rock He's bleed. He's like, unacceptable! <laughs> um, I will bleed till The Rock bleeds. <laughs> Did The Rock bleed? They're like, uh, uh, no, but he's very sweaty. We've, we've made him moist again. Yes! Like, I'll remain dry. Yeah, he's stark dry through the whole thing. He's like speed stick dry. Dom comes out on top again. (laughs) Uh, There's one scene in this movie um, where Vin Diesel and The Rock are having a conversation. It's the final scene. They're both. Their pride levels are both so gargantuan that as they're within a foot of each other, they still need to cock their heads in different directions yeah, and speak like to each other. each other, so they're both looking past each other's shoulders. They would never them. connect eyes, you know no, what I mean? No, because neither of them is willing to ha- even risk a camera <laughs> shot of one of them blocking the other. Dude, it's just like the irony in... It, There's no irony. In the last two weeks of going from, hey man, look, you don't have to watch the Snyder Cut... To, hey man, you don't gotta watch King Kong vs. Godzilla, but what we are gonna watch is this. You deserve that. <laughs> There's no way that Kong vs. Godzilla was any worse than this. Was it was better? It was much better. <laughs> but you would have had the an equally violent reaction to it, <laughs> like the monochrome of anger, you would have felt difference in between the two. So slight. You would have unnoticed, slipped under the veil. Do you want to watch? Do you you want to still do it? I'll watch it with you right now. Dude. (laughs) (laughs) I made it 14 minutes into this one awake. Yeah, you took a nap. The second nap you took, I let go on for a while, just until so- I thought something important was going to happen. I, I woke you up, and then nothing important happened. Godzilla, King of the Monsters, I fell asleep in the 40X machine. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it rocked me to sleep. Um, <laughs> I could fall asleep anywhere, bro. <laughs> um... What else can we say about this movie, Dan? Um, I, 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 the only other note I have is oh, that I really appreciate the diversity of the cast in this one. <laughs> uh, I had a note that said, accidentally gay-sounding dialogue. And a guy says um, to The Rock, 
I, I got you only five minutes with this guy. And The Rock says, I only need two. Yeah, same. <laughs> Been there, brother. Um, Me anyway, and The Rock are the same in terms of masculine specimens. What I thought was particularly pathetic in this movie is like, at least in the other movies, there's like an intention to get away and actually be a family and leave this life behind. Family. In the beginning crux of this movie, it seemed like every character from Brian to Mia, everyone involved was just ready to go. Oh, yeah. They were all living idyllic lives. They're all chilling, but you it's because they can't fucking... They're addicted to they it. They can't take it. They can't avoid the thrill of the hunt, dude. Like, they'll never be... <laughs> They'll never be just fucking the fan. They tried to force it at the end of this one, where they all go back, they give up their money. Last time, they were like, all right, what we need is $3 million each. This time, they're like, we need amnesty. And, like, me as the viewer, I'm like, why didn't you ask for that last time? Seriously. So they, you know, they get their freedom. They move back to the house from the very first movie. Which, by the way... You know, people with hundreds of millions of dollars, right? Moving to a garbage house. Yeah, it's overgrown. They have a hood, and they're just they're, they want to go back to their roots and have barbecues. And the Rock shows up, and they do this awkward gay moment with him and Vin, and he's like, he's like, until next time. And Vin's like, until Fast Six. Seven. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Like the next one will be seven. Oh my god. <clears throat> How um, many? So, is there a Fast 8? Fast 9 is about to come out. So, where is Hobbs and Shaw fall in the I think chronology? Between 7 and 8. So, so there, there was Hobbs and Shaw, and then there was a Fast 8 that came out also? I don't know, man. So either that or no, maybe. I'm telling you, I'm not watching two more of these fucking movies. Dan. I can't do it, man. I'm not forcing you to do this. We. We agreed as a couple that this was one of our goals. Our initial plan was to watch them all in one day. And how would you have survived that? <laughs> Fucking you can't stay awake for one of them. <laughs> You'd have been out the whole time and I would have been sitting there watching them. <laughs> like, um... Uh, yeah, I mean... I don't know. What I, I was assuming that somewhere in these in this movie series there was a good movie. That assumption, thus far, has been false. The fact that there are pe enough people that keep going to see these to make them keep making them is a fucking problem to me. It's more than a problem. It's a reality. What, is, what are we clocking out? We did, we, did we even get a full episode out of this? Uh, we're at 33 minutes. <laughs> okay, so should we talk about the turkey sandwich? <laughs> do you want to talk about the turkey sandwich? I, do you want to talk about the turkey sandwich? Yes, I do, Dan. So, um, our, our viewers may know that there's an ongoing our, our, saga. Our, our listeners? Uh, our listeners may know that there's an ongoing saga about turkey sandwiches in my life. Um, and I, you know, got a phantom turkey sandwich one day in the mail with my name on it. It was deeply unsettling. It's in the top 10 most unsettling things that have ever happened to me in terms of like long term damage. I've thought, I've done a lot of thinking about it. Social media got involved. Then social media got involved for everybody got. It, it was the story of the week in, in you know, everyone's friend circles on Earth. And, um,. <laughs> Basically, um, then I got another one a couple weeks later. Again, sender unknown. This time definitely felt like it wasn't the same as the first. 
felt like someone else had done this, and it was probably one of my friends. On the podcast, you said you felt like there was a copycat killer vibe going on. So I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong here, that I came to you at one point and was like, dude, you absolutely need to tell me if this is you. (laughs) That happened. And that happened. And you were like, this was not me. I was like... I would not be able to keep a a secret like that I believe my response was... Do you really think I was going to waste 25 fucking dollars on Uber Eats to send you a turkey sandwich to sit out overnight? Well, it turns out that, Dan, you wasted even more than that, (laughs) because now you did it again. Um, This time, um, Uber Eats decided to put your name on the fucking bag. It's a Daniel E. So I texted you, and you were like, oh, what? And Rachel was so confused by your reaction, so I explained to Rachel... He's got two options. <laughs> One, he's the sandwich killer. And, and and that's that. Two, the other option is that he's claiming that someone else has thrown his name into the mix <laughs> and is now framing him into the situation. Which I would believe, I said to my wife, because Dan swore to me... <laughs> Swore to me that it was not him. We sat in this very room on mic. Now, I want to just say the only thing I have to say about this situation <laughs> is that you think it's hilarious, fine, but in it being you, you've like incriminated yourself <laughs> as a deeply untrustworthy person. Like, yes, hilarious. You sent me a goddamn couple of sandwiches. Honestly, on the second match, it was two full-size sandwiches. That had to be a solid $24, $25. I needed to meet the delivery minimum. <laughs> um, so, look, at the end of the day, you got me. I'll give you that. The degree to which you got me versus the degree to which your life is now more miserable? Questionable. Would you like to tell the next part of the saga? Or should I keep going? I I mean, I wish I had went back to reference which episode of the podcast you confronted me about the sandwich on the first time. I don't know, but I think more people know about this saga than listen to the podcast. So the the crossover will be good. On the podcast, Dan goes, because I know you. There's just no way you wouldn't have broken by now. It's been months, like... You would have you would have caved at some point. Right. And I was like, this is what I'm saying. Like, that just shows your pathos is even darker. <laughs> that that you are in it for the long haul. That during a, a period of time that is, was arguably tumultuous for you, if you would have just blown your brains out, I never would have known. That's how long it went on for. When he confronted me about it the first time, I literally had to sit there and be like, all right, how do I want to approach it? I was like, the only option is to wait like four months. That is insane, Dan. (laughs) Like, you know that I could be doing things like that to you. I choose not to. It was like when you watch the documentary about the Unabomber when they start getting on his trail and then he just disappears for 11 months. That's, yeah, it's really (laughs) disturbing behavior. I think you're projecting something on me that is just like very sick. I said to Rachel, "This is the this is the offshoot from him doing the podcast. This is the only way he's found his only outlet to escape me is by to send me these sandwiches into to upset my life." When did I get a fucking 
I simultaneously get a text from Dan and Rachel. The first one is just three monocles from from Dan, followed by a picture of a receipt with my name on it. And I was like, my heart sank. Simultaneously, I get a text from Rachel with just my name in all capital letters. And right there, I was just like, I'm at a crossroads here. Um... <laughs> Because there was the part of me that's like, I gotta triple down. Um, you triple down, you did, my brother. That being said, I sent you a little gifty. Yeah. The other day. Yeah, it didn't go quite as planned. I, uh, no, it went pretty planned for me. I, you know, planned to send you a tuna sandwich at 9.30 in the morning. And a tuna sandwich I did. Um, it had barbecue sauce and pickles on it. (laughs) So, um, so, it's like so extra anyone, Monterey Jack if cheese. If anyone's looking for a stock to buy, I guess buy Wawa. <laughs> <laughs> this is about to be a thing. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, Dan was not home. And uh, I think I probably caused some problems in his household. But, you know, if the Movie Blues podcast teaches you anything, it's that sometimes you have to suffer for your art, you know? Yeah. Suffer for your time. And I need to make clear, I did not send the first turkey sandwich. The first turkey sandwich, the sender, my hat is off to you. <laughs> that person. That person, that person is person a hero. Is That's a legend. You know why? It's because that person is fucking Rachel. If it turns out to be you, I'm going to fucking <laughs> kill you. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> That'll be it, dude. You'll get exactly what you wanted. I will kill you. <laughs> so badly, I wish I sent the first sandwich. <laughs> I'd be playing it exactly like this. <laughs> um, uh, I see on Facebook, Dan and his wife just, like, increasingly getting erratic, being <laughs> concerned about the turkey sandwich. I was like, whoever did this, uh, that guy knows what's going on. Yeah. I need to hold on to this one. Um... Yeah, I mean, um, thank you. <laughs> Rachel was like, please tell me you sent the first two. I was like, only one. <laughs> <laughs> now you're going to hold on to that for four months. Well, um, <laughs> that's the story, guys. Yeah, and so. And I'm sticking to it. Family. Um, uh, yeah, um, one more thing I wanted to mention couple more things I wanted to mention. We are talking about Vin Diesel's HP. I want to get back to that. Um, yeah. Vin Diesel in this movie gets shot in the fucking chest by Letty. Um, he, as everyone knows at this point, is working with the police. Um, so very easily yeah, could have what a called heel turn. an EMT there or had him just fixed up. I mean, he's under police protection. Not necessary. Uh, not necessary. He went back to the hideout and took it out with tweezers. Yeah. Because uh, Letty, as a high-grade criminal, was using full metal jacket bullets that don't collapse. So Dom literally just pulled a full bullet out of his shoulder, looked looked at it, went about his day. Not only went about his day, went around town intimidating people, (laughs) holding the bullet. Yeah, right. Which is like Ben. Yeah, he's like, bring me the guy who inserted this in my body. He's like, I'll just... Nobody makes me bleed bullets. Um, I think even when he got shot, there's still no blood. Like, no, there's no blood. No, no bruising. Moments later, he's lifting guys by that arm. These movies have the least amount of blood you could ever put in a movie where 300 people die. Yeah, well, they're like, we need to keep it PG-13, but also, like, escalate it somehow. How do we do that? These are like the Dunkirk of movies. No, they're not. They are not like the Dunkirk of movies. <laughs> 
I, I mean, in as much as I fell asleep for the same length of time <laughs> during both. Um, this movie, this movie at least tried. Um, let us know in the comments, like, do you guys want us to keep covering these movies? We don't want to be doing this. Yeah, is there someone who would, like, like to be a guest in my favor? Yeah, like, does someone want to be a guest in my stead, too? So two different people will just do the podcast? Yeah, and then we'll record it and then fucking trash it. You come to the studio, you and a friend can record the review yeah. for Fast 7. This isn't free, by the way. And then when Fast 9 comes out, I mean, we're going to have to see that in theaters. That's going to be in, like, six months. Only if 40X is back open. Oh, no. There's no world where I see that in theaters without 40X, bro. Tonight I'm watching a good movie. I don't care what it costs. I'm just going to put on, like, you should something, watch naked. something long in French. Not naked. Black and white with with a clown with tears and I can't take this shit anymore, Dan. I can't either. We gotta watch. I'm gonna kill myself. But like, I told Dan the other day, I was gonna break my TV. I was gonna take my brand new TV off the wall and smash it. That because I hate watching things. And this is what he followed that up by being like, "So should we watch Fast and the Furious?" And this is what happens with with music for me is that it's all dead to me. Everything's dying one piece at a time. And the more I watch stuff like this, is the closer I get to the grave, baby. But like we got the the episodes aren't funny when they're good movies. We've we've fucking cornered ourselves. Um, we I, need I every cornered. We need everything to be like disclosure level. Yeah, I mean we do have plenty of those coming up. Um, just uh, gotta do the Fast and Furious things for the viewers. For, I mean, they're listeners, man. It's the viewers, though. Well, do any of the viewers know of any movies like duets? Let us know, <laughs> please. We need that. That was fulfilling to me. Okay, I mean, you know, part of it today was like, we've never watched one of these together. It's the big TV for the special effects. Yeah, a lot right. of explodies. Yeah. But it's just not enough. No. It's not enough. And that's the problem with Godzilla vs. Kong as well, is that it's without a connection to what you're watching, it's just all garbage. Yeah, it is a heaping trash pile. And that's why the master sucks too. Because there's no connection there. Who would you connect with in that fucking garbage pile? The master pile? is cold. I don't want to be cold. I want to be in the, in, the, in the sun. I got a Criterion login for you, bro. I quit this fucking podcast! <laughs> Just kidding. I'm never quitting. I'm gonna, and then after you, you're gone, and I don't mean from the podcast. Yeah, right. I mean fucking... Simba's dad. You mean after I reveal that I sent the first sandwich? Yeah, yes, after I fucking kill you and I stuff you and mount you in the corner of the podcast studio. And I, then I'm going to replace you. I'm going to like find the person who sent the first sandwich. I'm going to show up wearing their face skin. There's a long line of people in that runnel zone that want your fucking throne, bro. I'll tell you that right now. Well, you can't fucking touch this. <laughs> the, the king stays king. Um... So yeah, uh, in the comments, let us know if you ever want us to just cover another, another one of these movies for now. Yeah, and then promptly go fucking kill yourself. Um, <laughs> for now, um, we need to give it ratings, right? Yes. Is it recording? <laughs> yes. Alright, so why don't, your you, give, why don't like... you give your GGR? <sighs> I'm talking about my handwriting. I should write the titles. That's just, you always, the first thing you write each season is always... An eyesore. Look at your last temptation of Christ. Are it's you kidding trash. me, bro? It's trash. Are you kidding me? That calligraphy, bro? Look at that love. Your handwriting is weak. 
This shit is weak, dog. Your handwriting? Whack. I'm gonna submit the way you wrote cuties as evidence <sighs> to someone. Yeah. Fuck you, buddy. Um, I'm gonna give Fast 6 a 5. Okay, so you gave Fast 5 a 5.6, and you gave Fast 4... Wait, Fast 5 is the last one? Yes. Perfect. That's perfect. And you gave Fast 4 a 2. Still a thousand percent hated that movie. I think this movie was exponentially worse than Fast 4. You can't say that. You weren't awake. For Fast 4 I was. That was the one I watched at home. That was the one I watched at home drunk. Um, I'm going to give this movie a two. I hated this. I hated it so much. Yeah, right, bro. This movie's fire. This is in the top three of all of these so far. Uh, I'll give this movie a fucking eight. No, I'd way rather watch Too Fast, Too Furious again, because that was hilarious. This had no joy. Bullshit. This, this was movie was so serious. hilarious. We didn't even talk about the thing <laughs> we were queuing up. Vin Diesel... And The Rock are in a fight with two other bad guys at the end of this movie. <laughs> and I don't even know what happened. It was something like Vin Diesel like used one dude as like an action figure to smash into the other. <laughs> but like there is a shot where simultaneously The Rock and Vin Diesel were holding the separate bad guys and they clapped them together. <laughs> dude, there are moments in this movie that were fucking hilarious, Dan. Hilarious. Yeah. One point, I literally was crying laughing. It was so funny. <laughs> yeah, that brought it up to a two. Um, Fast 4 was not funny. Garbage. I found I mean, Fast two, Fast 4 hilarious. You did not. You I said did. it was a good one. No, I said it was the one. That was the one where we chilled at home drinking and just laughing our asses off the whole yeah, time. Yeah, bullshit, buddy. All right. Um, so what did you give it? Uh, six. No, I can't do that. All right, six. Bringing us to an eight. Okay, Jesus Christ. Fast Four collectively got an eight because we had the same scores, but vice versa. So this makes sense because it was the same fucking movie. Fast Five got an 11.5. Oh, my God. (laughs) We should strip all all of these down to zero. Start over with these. Zero. Yeah, these... These movies are garbage. Every subsequent one I see makes me hate the previous ones more and more. Well, at least after this, we can get into the real meat and potatoes of the season. Which but, is Hobbs and Shaw. But you, you, we're taking a little break first. Unless you want to watch Mortal Kombat on April 16th. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go again. See you next month. Dude. <laughs> it's like, I'm looking at the board, and it's like, it's like the shit that we gave bad ratings previously. It's like, you know, Jane Tom Bob reboot. But like, at least, like, I enjoyed the experience of watching that just as the train wreck it was. Like, we watched Cats. That was fucking poison. Yeah. Um, fucking... The fact... Yeah. Dude, season two, we crushed it. We loved all the movies besides Cats. Fucking... Yeah, Fat Damn, Man. we're gonna watch good movies, Fat okay? Batman was joyless. Jupiter Ascending was still worse than this. Oh, yeah. For sure. Uh, not by a lot, though. <laughs> Jupiter Ascending got a three. We just gave this an eight. That feels unfair. Yeah, I want to go back down to five, I think, again. Okay. 5.5. Because I want to reflect that it was one of my favorite ones in in a special way, and that's the point five. All right. Well, um, I guess that's that. 
And a bag of dicks. <laughs> I can't watch a James Bond movie this season, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> you can and you will! <laughs> Um, Every time I'm like, dude, like, yeah, I, I hate it. Dude. We came in for you, the. You say these things to me as if I'm fucking loving it, but the things that you are talking about, I don't love either. We're, we I've can, hated every James Bond movie we've watched. I've hated every single. We've watched fucking whoa, six. Whoa, whoa, fucking whoa! You gave fucking live and let Dan a fucking six. That's not a high score, dude. <laughs> You're acting like that's some golden compass that like is gonna unravel me. That's a fucking six. That's a D. That's more than you gave to Sonic. That movie was garbage. <laughs> Live and Let Die was better than Sonic. Sonic was like literally watching a fucking car commercial. It was terrible. Honestly, it's as terrible as these movies, and it's, I can't believe they're doing another song. We, dude, we came in, we came in here, and I was so fucking amped to do the episode Last Temptation. We were fucking wheeling and dealing. We were vibing. Yeah, we did a good one. I was like, you know what, man? That movie, I fucking didn't love it, but it's potable, and we have a lot to talk about. This one, I was just like, I don't want to say another word about this franchise for the rest of my this life. This episode is one where I'll listen back and say it's hilarious, and you'll say, "Is it?" And then you'll never listen to it. To the episode, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and with that, I'm going to wrap it up so I don't have to edit more for something you're not going to listen to. Peace out, everybody. We'll see you fast seven. Yeah. Never. Uh, we're we can't, we're done. We can't we canceled it. Well, this episode's deleted. Yeah. Let's. <laughs> you want to talk about Barry Lyndon? <laughs> All right. Watch something good next time. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I hope we've tried. <laughs> okay. That was supposed to be tenant. Hey, watch it, buddy. <laughs> uh, baby. <laughs> <laughs>